You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. Hey, movie therapy listeners, Kristen here with another bonus episode just for you. What you're about to hear is an appearance I made on an outstanding podcast called Book Versus Movie. It's one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's hosted by Margo and Margo. They are hilarious. They are smart. They read books that have been adapted into movies, and then they weigh in on which they like better, the book or the movie. And I was so lucky because I got to be a very special guest on their episode covering Think Like a Man by Steve Harvey. If you like what you hear, subscribe to Book vs. Movie and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite shows so you never miss an episode. And now, let's get this bonus episode underway. Today, men have the home court advantage, which has left you ladies with several different types of men. I mean, I don't even know where to start. You got the players? Hi, Ziggy. You sexted. Those aren't mine, asshole. Wait a minute, I'm not done. You got the mama's boy. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. And you too, mom. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You know, I think I'm just gonna leave you two alone. Wait, babe, where are you going? It's okay, Michael. I don't want to intrude. I'll call you. Or not. <laughs> Poor little thing. She's blonde. You got the dreamer. The dreamer's funny. So I quit my job. You wanted to be a paramedic. You wanted to be a PR agent. And now, you want to be a chef? Baby, it's 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 my dream. Really, Dominic? Because I wanted to be a ballerina and Janet Jackson when I was seven. Do you know what I want to be now? Your ex. And last but not least, you got the non-committer. Pass the ball! This one's for me. All right, baby. All right. That's the party drum roll. <laughs> Oh my god. I will! I will! I will! Yes! You will what? Hello and welcome to Book Versus Movie, a podcast where we read books that have been adapted into movies and then we try to decide which we like better, the book or the movie. I am Margot P. of ColoniaBook.com and this is my good friend and co-host, Margot D. of Brooklyn Fit Chick. Hi everyone. 
So we have a new episode today and we're going to do something really, really special. But before we get to that, we have a few things we want to mention. Um, Margo, you mentioned, did you check out uh, this book on Audible? I certainly did. So we have a deal with Audible. We couldn't do the show without Audible, let's be clear, because Margo and I are very busy women. So it's very tough to get through the book sometimes. I really enjoyed this one. It's uh, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. It's actually narrated by Mike Hodge, not Steve Harvey, but I feel like Mike speaks Steve Harvey very well. And he did a very good job. And if you guys want to check out Audible for yourselves, they have a free 30-day trial to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash book versus movie. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash book versus movie for your free audio book. And today I I mentioned at the top that today's going to be a little different, Mm -hmm. a little special. Um, We have a guest. We certainly do. So Kristen, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Yes. My name is Kristen Meinzer. I'm the co-host of a podcast called By the Book. And in each episode of the show, my co-host Jolenta and I live by the rules of a different self-help book, recording ourselves along the way so our listeners can hear how our marriages and our work lives and our friendships are being enhanced or destroyed by these self-help books that we live by. <laughs> it's a reality show in podcast form. And so that's um, that's the show I'm best known for. But I used to also host a show called Movie Date. And I also host a CNN show called Lisa, Sandra, and Kristen Go to the Movies. I'm a major movie lover. And I also have a new show that just launched this week called We Love You and So Can You, also with Jolenta Greenberg, which is a reality makeover show for your heart. So I am into all kinds of pop culture. I already live by self-help books. I've hosted two movie shows. So the fact that you two invited me onto your show, I just thought, oh, this is the perfect distillation of all my interests all in one place. And I get to talk to the two Margos. So I'm super pumped to be here. Yay. Yay. Uh, this I know I love your podcast. <laughs> I love by the book very, very much. I think it is hilarious. And I, I, it's just fascinating. I, I applaud your commitment. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could read. No, me neither. <laughs> Some of these books. There are a lot of bad self-help books out there. And I'm saying that as somebody who just wrote actually a book myself. I wrote a book called, uh, it's called So You Want to Start a Podcast. And we actually lived by my own book on a recent episode of Buy the Book. So I actually have experience now on all sides of this, living by self-help books, actually writing a self-help book and so on. So um, it'll be really interesting this week talking about this movie, having experience from multiple sides of things. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to talk about this week. I'm trying to think, this is not the first time that we've done. Um, well, I, I don't know if we would ca- if we would categorize uh, Queen Bees and Wannabes as a self-help book, right? Um, it's no. more of a parenting book. Yeah. But, yes, um, which actually is in the self-help section. It's it really? is, right? Yes, it is yeah. in the self-help section. Oh, okay, so then we did. Mm-hmm. So we have we have done at least one, uh, but this is a very we've not done anything like this book ever ever before. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> and I've so listened to today, a lot of episodes of your show, and I've never heard anything. No, like never. This. <laughs> no, no, no. So today, this is really it was very interesting. I had not read the book or seen the movie. I had heard of the book, of course, had seen it in the bookstores. In fact, I just saw it yesterday. in in a Barnes and Noble. Um, And we are going to be talking about Steve Harvey's 
Is it act? I forget which is first. Is it act like a lady, think like a man? Yes. Act like a lady, think like a man. Yes. I get confused because as I mentioned last time, I, I tried to find it in the university library where I work. They, they don't carry it. (laughs) (laughs) They, you know, they're very, they're very scholarly, (laughs) Um, but they did have a book from 1979 that was called think like a man, act like a lady, work like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, so um so yes this was I mean first I think we need to talk about Steve Harvey yeah so I I have to tell you both I think I've mentioned this before I'm a huge family feud nerd I love family feud I think he is the best host of family feud even better than Richard Dawson I remember and uh, Ray Combs I am that Mm. old but he (laughs) he was born Frederick I'm sorry, Broderick Stephen Harvey, January 17th, 1957. He's a comedian. He hosts a morning show. He hosts Family Feud, Celebrity Family Feud. He used to have a talk show. He also at one time hosted Showtime at the Apollo. He also very famously hosted the Miss Universe pageant in 2015 when he gave the wrong name of the winner on the air and then had to apologize for it. That sounds very reductive. He's a very accomplished person. He has his own uh, companies, production companies. He always has something going on. Right now, he is celebrating the 30th anniversary to his wife, Marjorie, and they are traveling all over Europe. If you follow him on Instagram at I am Steve Harvey, they are having the time of their lives. But on his radio talk show, he said that for many years, women would call him and ask for advice about relationships. And this went on so much that he decided to write a book about relationships. He's been married three times, so (laughs) he's an optimist. He (laughs) He believes, you know, in in the commitment. And so this is why we have Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And Margot, you and I haven't talked about this book yet. Uh, So what are your thoughts? (laughs) We haven't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, guys, but can I just jump in really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's his 30th wedding anniversary he's celebrating with Marjorie. I think it's his 30th anniversary of meeting her. They've only been married like 12 years. It's because they first met when he was married to one of his other wives. Okay. Correct. Yes. 1980. Ooh. Yes. Yes. He married his first wife in 1980. And yeah, he does mention that in the book that he married his, I'm sorry, that he met his wife, Marjorie, while he was married to one of his other wives. What I didn't know, what I didn't, the answer that I didn't get to the question that I had was, why are you all asking him for advice? Who would be this man for relationship advice? I mean, not worth it, but I've been married since he married his second wife. So I've been with the ones, well, he's had two. Anyway, I just, it's, it's not who I would go to for advice. I, I, I what I want to know is because wh- I don't know when I don't know anything about his radio show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is what about him would would move a woman <laughs> to call in and ask him for relationship advice? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and in his book, I feel he really glosses over the fact that he's been married three times. Yeah, I feel that he really glosses over. He only kind of slightly hints at one point that, yeah, maybe I was a player and maybe yeah. I cheated on everybody. He just kind of as briefly one, one throwaway so line that kind yeah. of hints at it in the entire book. And so reading the book, I'm like, he's really making himself sound like a better catch than he probably was for his prior two wives. Oh, absolutely. I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, and he's very strict about, well, I, it looks like he's, he says he's a born again Christian. He said that, you know, Marjorie kind of saved him and made him the person that he is. I don't know. And that's, but I also get the kind of thing about him about his, that he's abounding in confidence and he is the person that will tell you how to do something and has mm-hmm. no problem with that. And I think that's just like for him, that's natural to just say, oh, well, this is how things are done. And here you go and do it in his own little funny way. But what did you think of like his actual tips and advice? (laughs) (laughs) I'm single by the way. So, and you guys are married. So maybe you have a different opinion than me. Yes. Yeah. So I'm dying to hear. Yes. I'm dying to hear our guests take. (laughs) Well, I have to say um, one of the books we lived by on by the book was called men are from Mars. Women are from Venus, (laughs) which was a massive bestseller back in the nineties, I believe. And act like a lady, think like a man, kind of felt like a more humorous, tongue-in-cheek take on that book. It kind of implies throughout the book that it's just written into men's DNA to be this way, and women's DNA is this way. Women are just naturally born nurturers. We love very deeply. We want to take care of everybody because that's in our DNA. And men, in their DNA, all they want to do is have sex, play women, and you need to cook, and a woman needs to wear high heels. And that's just written into the DNA of what men want. And so there are a lot of uh, prescribed gender norms in in this book that in Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, it made me want to punch a wall. But in Steve Harvey's yeah. book, for some reason, it made me want to roll my eyes mostly and laugh. So right. his take on it was slightly different. It was still irritating as heck, but at least it was almost comically so, if that makes right. sense. I feel the same way as somebody who's been, been married a long time. I did feel like, oh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, yeah, I didn't want to punch a wall, but I was like the whole time like, oh, Uncle Steve. <laughs> and let's keep in mind, he is in his mid sixties. So he is from a different generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what his idea of what a man is versus a woman is, it's very much informed also by his generation, by his religious upbringing, by a lot of other things. So you know, I, I tried to keep that in mind as I read this because he does drop it into conversation constantly how, you know, his relationship with church and so on. So I think a lot of those things factor in. Absolutely. But it's also it's that's why it's so heteronormative, by the way, like there's nothing about any other kind of relationship a person can have. The only relationship he knows about or, or cares about. It's very funny on Family Feud. To this day, every once in a while, he'll talk to a guest and he'll say to somebody like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? And the person will say, no, but I have a boyfriend. And all of a sudden, cue the laughs. Oh, my God, a gay person here. Really? It's like, how long have we had gay marriage? It's it's yeah, it's very old school rules here. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of room like there's no such thing as a stay at home dad in his yeah. world. It's completely hopeless if you keep your maiden name, apparently, as oh. I have. Yes, I kept my maiden name also, and he makes it very clear that no man will accept that or like no, no. And he's also and and then um also about going to church and atheism and if somebody doesn't believe in God, they have no moral center. Excuse me, sir. Uh, Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will give him credit for, though, I do feel that he treats single mothers with a great deal of respect in his book. I agree. And I don't know if a lot of dating books out there even acknowledge that there are single women out there. And he really does treat it as, you know, this is a matter of life. A lot of women have kids. A lot of women who have kids, their men have, you know, are not around anymore or they're amicably separated. But be respectful of single mothers. And I just, based on all the self-help books I've read up until now uh, for my other show, I just 
I don't see that very often. And I love that he actually acknowledges that. And he tries in his own Steve Harvey way to be respectful of single mothers. So I, I do want to give him that. No, also, I really appreciate it. One time, actually, I thought he gave great advice was just like, if you're dating somebody with kids, you need to take your time before you meet the mm-hmm. kids because they could, mm-hmm. it could be very raw for them. It could be very scary. If they're, and I liked it when he said, if they have teenagers, it's great because they amuse themselves. They don't want to be around you, which is true. I, so there are certain <laughs> things he said. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's some good advice. There. I mean, I'm trying to go for the little nuggets of wisdom. Yes. And then there's some stuff that's obviously not wisdom at all, but are just, outdated stereotypes Mm -hmm. or putting way too much of the onus on women. A lot of this book is putting the onus on women. If you're not being treated well in a relationship, it's because you never set standards in the first place is kind of the point that he hits over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. If a man's cheating on you, that's your fault. Man is not proposing to you, even though you've made it clear you want to be married, that's your fault. You haven't made it clear enough that you want to be married or you're putting your job first and a woman should be very careful if she makes more than a man not to ever make him, you know, aware of that or to, you know, he's very old school in mm-hmm. certain ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Uncle Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Steve. That's how we have to look at him. Uncle Steve. Yes. He's your Uncle Steve. You know, it's not bad advice. <laughs> It's just old-fashioned. Just, just not universal advice. Right. Yeah, I'm sure this advice that he has works great if you're somebody who was brought up with all of the same cultural markers that he was brought up with and you're in your mid-60s like him. I'm sure that in that case, the book probably is going to be more useful than it would be for any of us who are on this call right now. Right. <laughs> Or listening. Or listening. No, we yes. had a couple of uh, a couple of our listeners actually checked in on Facebook. Like, are we really going to cover this? I kind of I find this advice annoying. I'm like, well, let's let's just talk about it. You know, I mean, we. I think I think it was smart that they made a comedy out of this. Ish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, ish. Ish. Yeah. I, I have a question for Kristen because I I I wondered. I don't remember. Maybe I just haven't been listening long enough. Um, if on your show. You have dared to approach that hideous book, The Rules. Oh, Ooh, good question. Oh, we have. Remember not, The Rules? Oh, I what a horrible remember. book. Oh, it was so bad. Somebody loaned it to me once, and I feel very bad for this woman. She's somebody I met in a writing class like a gajillion years ago. She had her one sacred copy of the book. She loaned it to me, and of course, I lost it like a horrible person. But before I lost it, I did have a chance to read roughly half of it. And I feel that my subconscious deliberately lost the book after reading it because it's such a bad book. It's essentially a manipulative book about how do you get the ring, but don't necessarily learn how to be in a relationship with somebody. But it's like if your goal is just to get married, mm-hmm. um, here's a way to trick a man into uh, proposing to you, is how the whole book Yeah. Goes. It was from, it was from, I, I remember it because it came out right when I had gotten engaged. Mm. <laughs> and, and not because I, you lived by that book. And not because I lived by that book. I've never read it. I only kind of, I remember I picked it up in a bookstore once and flipped through it. And it was like, whoa. And I just looked it up. It's the official title is The Rules, colon, Time-Tested Secrets for Capturing the Heart of Mr. Wright. Mm. By Notably both. Oh, go ahead. Ellen Fine and Sherry Schneider. And notably, both of them are divorced. Yeah, that was another yeah. thing. Like, it happened pretty quickly after that yes. book came out. Yeah. Um, um, no, we're never going to so live you've by never that done- book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Has, actually, and I have a follow-up. So is there a relationship book you have covered that you really enjoy? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, we did at one point live by the five love languages. And um, I don't think that's a perfect book by any means. But I, I thought that that made more sense than a lot of the other relationship books out there. Because it was essentially saying, don't treat your partner the way you want to be treated treat them the way they want to be treated. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think that one of the golden rules we're always taught is treat others as you want to be treated. But in a relationship, the advice is, no, they want to be treated the way they want to be treated. Treat them that way. So if they're the kind of person who really gets off on hearing compliments, make sure that you're giving them positive words of affirmation on a regular basis. If there's somebody who really gets off on physical touch, make sure that Throughout the day, you're holding their hand or, you know, putting your hand on their lower back or leaning in and whispering into their ear in such a way that they feel that there's physical contact with you. If, you know, because some people really like to hear words and some people are more comfortable with the physical interaction and some people are more comfortable with um, what the book calls acts of service. Like if somebody does really kind things for you, like my husband, for example, he knows the easiest way to get me into bed is to vacuum. It's like, great. <laughs> that That's fabulous. You just, you just did exactly what I needed you to do in order for my motor to get running. So I thought that book was pretty good. Not perfect. No book we've lived by so far has been perfect, but I thought that book had a lot of good advice on it. I thought the episode getting things done where I I think it's your, your co-host. She, at one point she was overwhelmed and she had a list of things to do. So she just texted her husband and said, look, can you just get this done by like seven o'clock? And he said, fine. And then he said, oh, was it your husband or was it her husband? That was her husband. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I liked it because it wasn't emotional and you gave me as much time as I needed and you didn't tell me how to do it. You just see that you just said, I just need these things. And that's all he needed to do stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and that and that's the language he liked and that made him feel appreciated and, and helpful. And I just thought, yeah, like sometimes you can gleam a little something from these things. Yeah. And most books we've read by, we, most books we've lived by have had little nuggets of usefulness here and there. Even the worst ones frequently have little nuggets that are useful. So, you know, you never know. Even a Steve Harvey book maybe have, may, might have a good morsel of usefulness somewhere in there. I thought, I thought so. I mean, it's, it was very, it was very old fashioned. It wasn't as horrible as the rule. Here's just a couple of examples of a couple of the rules from the rules. Um, <laughs> I just looked them up. So here's one. Um, don't stare at men or talk too much. <laughs> That's the rule. I'm just going to look at the wall behind you instead of make eye yeah. contact. Yeah. Because if I make go? eye contact, that's going to ruin everything. And rule number five, um, don't call him and rarely return his calls. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, just treat them like they don't matter. People love that. <laughs> I remember women reading this on the subway in New York City when I was – and I had coworkers who were reading this book and trying to date – I mean, it was horrible. It did not go well. I think you would have better luck acting like a lady and thinking like a man than try, trying to capture the heart of Mr. Wright with the rules. My friend was yeah. the publicist for John Gray. And he was the person, oh. yeah, he oh. wrote Men Are For More. And that was her cachet. Like, whenever she needed a booking for a client, she would always, like, promise them John Gray in some way. He always would talk to anybody anywhere. And do you remember he actually had a special on PBS that was running all the time? Yes. Oh yeah, his Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus Empire actually expanded to cruises, mm-hmm. to his and her mm-hmm. salad dressings, to his and her um, athletic wear. Like the men are from Mars, women are from Venus Empire was huge. And I believe there was even a situation comedy at one point about it. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take Steve Harvey. So what we're, I mean, my point, my point is just like, it could be worse. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, yes. it has been worse yes. um, than act like a lady, think like a man. And which isn't to say it's a good book, which is not to say no. it's a good book. And yet, and yet I have to say, like, I was, I was, I keep a, um, I recently only just like a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I need to keep a, a book journal of all the books that I read. Cause for my job, I have to read a lot of books as well. I just read more now than I used to. Uh, and so I've, I've been keeping a log and keeping notes about books that I've been reading. And so I, my notes for this book, for, for Steve Harvey's book, are, are very short. I don't find it <laughs> terribly useful. You know, for me personally, it's not universal advice. But on the other hand, I can't say it's poorly written, mm, you know. But he he does say in the acknowledgments, he didn't actually write the book. It was all no, of his no. ideas. And then somebody else kind of wrote them all down for him. Right. But they did a good job. They like, did. have yes. you ever tried to read one of Dr. Phil's books? No. Ugh. <laughs> oh, they're horrible. I mean, they're horrible. They're like this. I think he had a relationship book that was kind of like this. He had a um, diet program. Remember that? Oh, the man had a diet program. Yes. Anyway, I remember the diet program. Oh, I mean, he might as well have had a hair growth program. Um, <laughs> but he had this book. He had he had several books, and I and I've, I tried to read. I can't remember which one it was that I was trying to read. Uh, and then I was like, ugh. And then I tried to read another one later. And no, the writing the writing was so bad that you couldn't even get through the thing. But at least whoever he got to write the book, Steve Harvey, did a decent job. You know, it 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 kind of moves along. It has a trajectory. But yeah, the message is is. Is, and, I, and I think it's funny that the movie is like, what if people actually tried to live by this book? Right. Yes. We are going to take a quick break, but when we're back, a closer look at the movie, Think Like a Man, with the hosts of Book versus Movie and me. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with this episode of Book versus Movie with special guest, me. So should we transition to the movie now? Yeah. Okay, so we'll play the trailer and then we'll start to talk about Think. It's actually Think Like a Man. This is 2012, directed by Tim Story. Jay, you're losing the games for us. You're not even using the picks. You shot one for 27. I'm not the one that's not coming off the picks. Y'all done here? Uh, we want to play some full court. Oh, yeah, we're no, good. We're... No, we're not. Y'all want the court? You play for the court. That's what real men do. So y'all want to play for it? Am I stuttering? You're not going to punk us? I'm not serious. I am serious. People come in here and they think they got us. They don't have nothing. This spring. Babe, I got a slot taste. I'll be right back. I'll be right here. Oh, you were an animal last night. So, babe, I was thinking we could go on our first real date. Yeah, babe, we should do that. Oh, yes. No, he didn't. He took my coffee. Guys, happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. 
And you too, Mom. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave you two alone. I'll call you. Or not. We'll be guys. Charlie slammed. Go park some cars. Whoa, she's so sweet to the eye. She walked right by with a nose in the sky. That's my car. She don't even know who I am. Okay, where's the window? Right. The dark night strikes again. Hey. But women have had enough. What is the problem with men of this generation? Ladies, do you understand the mindset of a man? You are never going to win in the game of love. Act like a lady, but think like a man. Now one book is changing the game. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your views on relationships? Who are you, Oprah? I could use a nightcap. She has this five-date rule before I get invited up. We like friends without benefits. She thinks I'm a chef on the rise. She's going to run when I tell her the truth. I'm totally screwed. Mom, what is this? It's the new read for my book club. Family Feud, Steve Harvey? He doing something to bust like that? This man is a traitor. They know all of our maneuvers. This is war, gentlemen. We use his words to get what we want. Hey, Mike, how old is your mom? What? I'm not saying it like that. I am, I am. It's like that. Miss Loretta, I'm ready for the rest of the tour. Now, when the truth comes out... He's a part-time waiter. There's no such thing as the perfect man. The game is on. Only women I want to talk to tonight are dancing naked down to the butt factory. I need to be held. I need you to rub my back. Put me in my onesie. Whatever you need to do, baby, I'm yours. Yes, I can. Show I'm a guy with potential. Sweet. Damn, look how small your skirt is. Woo! Think like a man. Like us. Follow us. Because I said so. Hmm. All right. So I don't know. I have Margo. I haven't talked to you. Kristen, I haven't talked to you either since you both. When did you both see the movie? I saw it like five or six days ago. I saw it last night. Okay, I saw it the first time when it was in the theaters. Stop. And no, I'm not kidding. I saw it in the theaters and I was a film critic at the time. And so it was one of the movies that was out. So I saw it in the theater. And if I'm not mistaken, I may have seen it once in the theater for my work. And then once again with a couple of my girlfriends who wanted to see it. And then I watched it again last night. So I think last night was my third time watching it. Wow. Yeah. Margo? I, last night was my first and only time seeing it. Yeah, my it was my only time seeing it. it was a few days ago. And I have to say, guys, it's a two-hour movie. I sat through three three-hour movies this summer in a movie theater, which is impossible for me. I have the attention span of a gnat, and I was totally fine. This movie, I found it so boring at two hours. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. I thought it, it dragged. Oh, it's way too long. Yeah, yeah I for agree. For a comedy? It's oh, my super God. super long. Yeah, I think the perfect length for a rom-com is 85 to 95 minutes. That is the Agreed. perfect Agreed. length for a rom-com. And it doesn't matter how good it is. Like, I love Crazy Rich Asians, but that also should have been 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. There are a lot of rom-coms that just go a little too long. And this one definitely should have been trimmed by 30 minutes. Easily. Yeah. And the opening, the whole opening where the, who was it? Which character was it? Megan Good. Uh, Maya? Megan was Good. It? Yes, where Maya is sleeping with. Oh, dear. It's Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. I know. It's Chris Brown. Yeah. There's a few things in this movie that don't age well at all, and that's the first thing. But anyway, she's sleeping with Chris Brown, and then he, like, skips out on her. That's That scene should have been, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could have gotten it. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. There's too yeah. many characters and... Way too many. And, and, for, and then there's just... 
go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I forgot the movie, like, almost as soon as I saw it. Like, it just didn't really stick with me that well. So I went to Wikipedia, and it's literally like a couple of sentences, and it just says the film follows four storylines in each of the couples, titled The Mama's Boy versus The Single Mom, The Non-Committer versus The Girl Who Wants the Ring, The Dreamer versus The Woman Who Is Her Own Man. That's upsetting enough. Uh, the Player... Yep. Versus the 90-day rule girl. We'll talk about the 90-day rule. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. And then it says that Steve Harvey's also in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let's not forget that Kevin Hart gets way too much time on screen. <sighs> he's oh. supposed to be the comic relief. But he's really the divorced guy who's supposed to be the counterpoint to all of this. But he also just has way too much screen time. So way if I were to remake much. this movie, I would have made it just three couples, not four. Right. And I would have seriously trimmed down Kevin Hart in it. Oh, there was and so much stuff that did. The whole thing about the basketball team uh, and they're challenging the other basketball team that's all pro players and it goes, I mean, it just goes on forever. And what about, yes. the, and what about the, just the, the white guy that's just kind of their friend and has nothing to say? <laughs> he just stands around. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's not a throwback to like, you know, back in the 80s when you had all white people in the movies and you occasionally had a person of color show up. I guess that's why he's there, but he's one of the ones I'm sort of like, it's, it's my, well, so let's go through the cast of IMDb. It's Michael, it's the best looking cast ever, I think, that we've covered. These are gorgeous oh, people. Yeah, oh, they and are. they're hugely yes. talented. A lot of these yeah. people. I'm I'm a huge fan of a lot of the people, including Megan Good, yeah. who you yeah. already mentioned. Yeah, but I'll let she's you, really there. It's yeah. all well acted for sure. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a 10 star cast. Oh, absolutely. It's Michael Ely as Dominic. Jerry Ferrara as Jeremy. Regina Hall as Candace. Kevin Hart as Cedric. Taraji B. Henson. <laughs> she's in this movie. Yes. Uh, Terrence Jenkins. Jennifer Lewis. Romany Malco. Gary Owen is Bennett. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Yes. I'm a huge fan of her. Uh, Lala Anthony, Chris Brown, blech. Sherry Shepard, and at the very end of the movie, a very stiff, I think, Wendy Williams. Yes. yes. Uh, Kelly Rowland is in it. She's got a little cameo. Yes, she yeah. does. It's one of the Girl gals. At the bar. Who, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it is star packed, and everybody is so gorgeous. And a lot of these are just great actors who are giving it their all. I do have to say yeah. that they're doing their best to make the most of the thinly constructed characters they're supposed to be playing. Each of them is essentially playing a stereotype and each of them really gives it their all to try and add humanity to their characters. As I already mentioned, I love Megan Good. Regina Hall is fantastic in everything she does, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Taraji mm -hmm. P. Henson, like you can't top her. And then Gabrielle Union, God, she's, she's everybody's like, you want to be best friends with Gabrielle Union, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I have nothing but good things to say about the whole cast. And Michael Ely, I just think, is dreamy in everything mm -hmm. he's in. Um, so, yeah, it's an outstanding cast that's doing the best they can with a movie that I think, I agree with you guys, is overly long and doesn't always know what it should trim and tries to add jokes in places where it's not necessary. But and, yep, and it adds but I just want to say something else cool. here. Um, and I, I have a feeling I might be alone in saying this. I think the movie is so much better than the book. Oh, yeah. But that's oh, not no, I much. Agree. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. I couldn't tell from you guys the way you set it no, up. If no, you were gonna... <laughs> no, no, I completely agree. Because the, the, the movie, for the same reason you just said, which is the movie, and it's, it's, it's not the writing so much as it's the performances, really brings more dimension to, because, I mean, these are the stereotypes that are in the book. Right. And they mm -hmm. are very two-dimensional in the book. And they could have been just as two-dimensional in the movie, but for this absolutely stellar cast really doing their very, very best 
to make these into human people. So no, I agree. I think the movie's way better. Yeah. And then on top of that, I think that the movie is so hilarious with its unapologetic product placement of Steve Harvey <laughs> oh. and his book that every time one of the characters holds the essentially holds the book up to the screen and says Steve says the 90 day rule means I don't give the cookie away but he earns that right to the cookie jar and anytime they say a dumb line from the book and preface it by holding up the book to the screen it and actually Steve says yeah and Steve <laughs> says it actually is so over the top that it's hard not to laugh at it, at least for me. I was laughing every time oh, that yeah. happened and, and, yeah, it's so stupid. It's so overt and it's like – Who does that? Well, yes, who does that? <laughs> and also like they had him in the movie. Like every once in a while he's just talking to the camera. You know, him yes, and his big choppers. I'm up. like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there's steve harvey and just showing up on screen again <laughs> just like and i like but once again i've said this at the top i really like steve harvey i find him very enjoyable but and, and i like kevin hart i thought he was hilarious on saturday night live i think he's good in other things but i think we also are in this age like the last 10 years 10 15 years of just like people riffing in movies and not just going by a script and it's like a, i'm sure they just said to kevin just do your thing do just do your thing we're gonna bring some really tall people and you just riff with them and then we're just going to film it and it's just like just right you know and that's and they used all of it all of it <laughs> <laughs> yes and they should have trimmed a lot of it they really should have and um i like i said earlier i would have been fine with three of the couples instead of all four but i couldn't tell you which one to get rid of because i like all the actors so much yeah, so that's i'm not true. even sure which ones i would get rid of yeah um and some of the scenarios i thought were really fun to watch. Like I especially like the mama's boy mm-hmm. versus the single I mom. I thought that was probably the best relationship. I thought that was the best, most interesting storyline for yeah, me. And the mama's boy, I forgot who plays Jennifer the Lewis. Mom is Jennifer oh, yes. Lewis. Hilarious as the mom. Oh my gosh. She is so overbearing and so manipulative, but the way she's manipulative is so funny because everything she says can be read kind of two ways. Like Candace, the new girlfriend meets her for the first time. It's like, Oh, I've heard so much about you. And she says, I've heard nothing about you. And then, (laughs) but then it just, you know, it escalates from there in with just the best one liners. Oh, I just think Mm -hmm. she's hilarious in it. That, that relationship was a delight. And then Regina Hall as Candace, um, not only is the woman who's trying to figure out, oh, no, does my new boyfriend have a romantic relationship with his mom? But also it's just a delight to watch her as a single mom character with her son. And her son is very smart and very intuitive and knows what's going on. Her little mm-hmm. boy really knows the story. So I just thought that whole storyline was really fun. And I like Taraji. I, B. I like Taraji B. Henson and Michael Ely, Lauren and Dominic. Like she's the super successful woman, and he's kind of like figuring out his way. I thought, like, at first, I just think they're gorgeous together. And mm-hmm. well, I, yeah. and, and I liked. I and I do think that is kind of a tough thing. Like when a woman really, you know, when you really know what you want to do and you're super successful. Sure, it's a little intimidating to some guys. I think they obviously they overdo it with all these stereotypes but i i liked her performance and i i liked her clothes I, I think she looked beautiful i think she always does anyway but i thought she was great yeah and i the liked whole, that the michael okay. ely character a lot of him you know uh, one thing that was likable about him is he wasn't necessarily intimidated all the time mm-hmm. by taraji p henson he did want to impress her but he found ways to impress her that weren't necessarily money related yep that were just trying to treat her in a way that 
was in reverence of her. I worship you. I will make you a rooftop dinner with white tablecloths. I will pick out a wine that I know you love. I will treat you like the outstanding diamond that you are. And so there's something very special about how he tries to woo her when the only way she's used to being wooed is with money. But I didn't, I thought that the, when the, that the point where her old boyfriend comes back, who's the rich. Oh, oh man, yeah. You know, yeah. that was like four scenes too long. I mean, it yep. was just, it yes. was dumb. It was really stupid because she's not, she's not a stupid woman. And it's, I don't think somebody who's as smart and savvy as that character is, we're supposed to believe she is, would put up with that would make that mistake in the first place, number one. And number two, having made that mistake, then write it out for as long as she does mm-hmm. yeah. before realizing that she's made a mistake. Well, what about the character that we touched a little bit on the 90-day girl versus the player and the 90-day girl being Megan Good, who I just adore. How did you guys feel about that storyline? I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was well done. Yeah. I thought it was also, I thought all the relationships you know, in there, I mean, it's a movie, but, but all the relationships were, were fairly believable. There was no, there was, and it's, and again, it's a credit to the acting and the directing, I should say that, you know, you didn't watch any of these four couples and go, Oh, come on. You know, no, it, they all right. were credible. Yeah. And, and we haven't yet talked about Gabrielle Union and Jerry Ferreira's characters, which yeah, they I were, thought that was great. I thought that was really good great too. Yes. Like this is the couple where he's never proposed. They've been together forever since they were college sweethearts and they're both nerds. They like sci-fi. They like video games. And he's kind of like failure to launch guy. He's never quite grown up and she's a successful realtor, real estate agent. And they, and he's just never going to propose because he's very comfortable with kind of their extended college life. And um, and I thought that was really sweet. Their relationship. I love watching nerds on screen. There were just know. two nerds who loved each other. <laughs> Which, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was realistic. <laughs> I know a lot of couples like that. I know like a lot of couples that like they, they kind of extended the dating for a really, really long time because it was fun, you know? Yeah. 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 I thought it was weird when all of a sudden I, this is where the movie kind of, I rolled my eyes with the movies was like, Oh, the men figured out that all of the women are reading this one book. So we're going to read the book and we're going to (laughs) switch it around. And I'm like, Oh, we don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because the women are playing the men, but now the men are going to play them back. So then it becomes a true battle of the sexes movie, which I actually think was a good premise but unfortunately, by the time that second part comes along, we're already more than an hour yeah. into the movie. And it's yes. like, oh, my gosh, this movie's too long. Yeah. Why Why didn't this come about 20 minutes earlier in the movie that the guys discover that the women are playing mm-hmm. them? Yeah that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm at home watching this on my couch with some wine, with my cats. I'm in perfect position. And I was like an hour and I was antsy. I, I just mm-hmm. like, let's let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Where are we going with the story? I, they made a follow up to it. Yes, they did, which I'm just going to say I didn't really like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <seen> it. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty bad, the the follow-up. I don't think anyone needs to see the second one. Yeah. It did pretty well for the time. Yes. Yes. And the first movie did outstandingly well. The second one, not quite as well as the first right. one. <laughs> pretty good soundtrack. Jennifer Hudson. Oh, yeah. I did. I pulled that for the end. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Think like a man. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. And um, again, not only do all of the characters look fantastic, I think their wardrobes are good. You know, yeah. they do everything yeah. to make them look gorgeous. They have the perfect hair, the perfect makeup. They're all drop dead gorgeous. Like um, if there's anything truly unbelievable about this movie, it's like, how could any of these people be single? Yeah. Like they're <laughs> right. just, they're just so gorgeous. You imagine that every single day, every single person in the cast is constantly like getting marriage proposals probably because they're all so beautiful. But not that it's just about looks, but they all are just gorgeous to look at. I see movies like this sometimes and I'm just like, there's no w- way a woman like Megan Good would walk down the street and not hear whistles and, and everything. Like, and, <laughs> like She's so otherworldly beautiful. Like, How did people not notice that? We're going to take one more quick break, but when we're back, the Margos and I weigh in on what we liked better, the book or the movie. Stay with us. We're back with this crossover episode of Book versus Movie slash Movie Therapy, and now it's verdict time. But yeah, I mean, despite all of our criticisms of the movie, I just think it's so much better than the book. Yeah. I really loved all of the actors in it. I like that there's actually a story to it. I like that it seems to have a sense of humor about the fact that it knows that it's based on this really questionable self-help book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it seems to be very tongue-in-cheek and laughing at what it's doing. And the actors are really doing their best to make these really flimsy facades of characters into fully fledged humans. So I just, yeah, I have to say, I really thought the movie was significantly better than the book. I totally agree. I I don't think you need to read the book, honestly. If you see the movie, you've read the book and it's been in a more enjoyable (laughs) way and it's in a prettier package. Yes, yes, absolutely. I agree. No, this is definitely... One for the movie is better than the book yeah. pile. Yeah, we get that all the time. People always say, like, duh, the book's always better. And Margo and I are like, no, not necessarily. No. Trust me. There are a lot of bad <laughs> no. books out there. There are. And some of the best movies come from bad books, Yep, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We, we've had several examples. And I think this, this you know, like, the it's fine. The it's movie's true. fine. I think the only problem with this movie is, as we keep saying, it's too long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's silly. It's very well acted. Everyone's gorgeous. All the sets are gorgeous. All the costumes are gorgeous. Um, but it's just too long. But that you know, but it's not a bad movie. No, not at all. Mm-mm. No, I and I would actually say it's probably a perfect airplane movie. It's yeah. that kind of oh, movie. Yeah. And I love airplane movies. It's that kind of movie where it's like, I'm just being held captive and drinking wine on a plane. And my standards are slightly different while I'm on a plane than they are in the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect airplane movie. Perfect. And it's not a movie that you necessarily have to like go see in 3D IMAX at the Cineplex, but it's a great movie to watch on a plane. I agree. And and the book, you know, the book is just takes itself too seriously. It's weird to say. I mean, he's very jokey. He's joking and, and he's, it's humorously, you know, presented, but it's taken itself pretty, you know, like men are definitely this way and this is the way they feel. And you just need to know that. And da, da, da. And that's how you um, fix them, by the way. Wear heels and you take his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, whereas the movie, it is much more light about it. So yeah, I think I think um you know the book is again it's, it's very old fashioned but it's not terrible it's not the rules but the movie's way better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree on that. 
That's going to be the subtitle. It's not the rules. (laughs) 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 When I'm posting it to Lipson, I always think of the only one can I put under there. Wow. So, uh, Margo, what are we going to cover next? Um, let's see, where are we? We are, I'm trying to think where in the calendar year we are. We're not quite in the fall yet. We've had some really good fall suggestions. Yeah. Um, from our listeners, but, uh, gosh, somebody just brought something up. Valley of the Dolls. We did, we've done Valley of the Dolls, which I like. I mean, it's fun. We'll talk about it off the air. Yeah. We'll come up with something. We've gotten so many suggestions that I kind of don't know which way to go with it. Yeah, same here. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's so hard when there are so many to choose from. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys, you two have already covered so many on the show because every once in a while I will come up with an idea like, you guys should live by, or you guys should do this book and movie. And then I'll look back in your archives and I'll realize you've already done it because you've already covered so <laughs> yeah, many. Yeah, we have 200 yeah. episodes. Yeah. 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 So many, so many. Yeah. All right, you guys. So it'll be, uh, we'll announce it on the Facebook group. So you guys will find out there. Uh, Kristen, so tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. Well, my Twitter handle is at Kristen Meinzer. My Instagram is K10Meinzer. That's K10Meinzer. And you can also just land on my website, which is KristenMeinzer.com. I'd love to hear from folks out there. And Marco, where can they find you? All of my social media is at She's Not Your Mama, and my website, blog, all the stuff book-related is at coloniabook.com. And where can they find you? You can find me, everybody, at Brooklyn Fitchick. That's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my blog is brooklynfitchick.com. And you guys forgot to mention, we have a Patreon page now. So if you want to help support, we have, we want to help support the show. We have three different levels, $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month. Check it out. If you want to support the show, that would be awesome. It just helps us keep the lights on, as they say. So please do check it out. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N and forward slash book versus movie and you'll find the different levels and guys this was so much fun oh it was a blast thank you so much for having me on today i really enjoyed it thanks yes we'll have to do it again sometime oh i would love that watch out (laughs) thank you so much for listening to the book versus movie podcast we are a part of the electronic media collective we follow the hashtags potter and family and lady pod squad and we record all of our shows on the Zoom Handy H4N, donated to us by our friend Nick at the Dependent Independent Podcast.